He is not here. He is risen. Come see the place where the Lord lay and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen. The angel had a threefold message. Fear not. Why should they be afraid? They had seen Christ down a cross. They had all gone in fear. The earth trembled. The sun refused to shine. And they were afraid. Those who had been convinced that Jesus was the Son of God, they were afraid. Those who had some questions in their hearts, they were afraid. Even the disciples who had said, Lord, I'll follow you even unto death. They were afraid. And they ran. But on that first day, on that first Lord's Day, that first resurrection day, Mary came to the tomb. And the angel said, don't be afraid any longer. I know you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen as he said. That's the message that has come down through the ages. Jesus is not dead. We do not worship a dead Jew buried in a tomb in Jerusalem. The Son of God is risen with power, power to save to the uttermost all who will put their trust in him. He is not just an example, though he was an example. He is not just a martyr, though he was a martyr, a witness. But Jesus is the very Son of God. He is God come in human flesh to say to a world weary with sin and greed and heartache and heartbreak, don't be afraid. I have overcome death and sin and the grave and hell. And if you'll put your trust and faith in me, there's deliverance, there's forgiveness, there's cleansing. For the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son cleanses from all sin. There's not one person in this room tonight who is so under the power of sin or self or habit, but what Christ through the power of his resurrection can break the shackles of that sin and shame and stain. Fear not. And then the angel said, come, come and see the place where the Lord lay. The message of the cross and the message of the empty tomb is not one of blind faith. It is not God saying, you come whether there's any evidence or not. The whole evidence of Christianity is based on what happened at that tomb, not at the cross. Though at the cross Christ paid the price for our sin, he put away the priestly system. He provided power to live the Christ-filled life. And yet it was at the tomb that we have to look today. The tomb that is empty, come, see the place where the Lord lay. And if you want spiritual power in your life, if you want overcoming power in your life, if you want the spiritual power to go from Glendale Baptist Church tonight to be a new man, a new woman, a new boy, a new girl, a new teenager, somebody that God can use to turn the tide of sin and wickedness in a world that is so weary and seriously sick, if you want that power, then come see the place where the Lord lay. It's empty. That tomb in Jerusalem is empty. He is not here. He is risen. 
and then go quickly and go tell that he's alive. That's the commission. Why should we go? Because of the mandate. Jesus said, go ye into all the world and make disciples of all the nations. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Paul, copying that great commission, said, now then we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. And Jesus said, ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Jesus said that. And if there is no other reason why we ought to get up and go, it's because Jesus said it, the mandate of the Master. And secondly, we ought to go because of the multitudes in the Valley of Decision. Multitudes, multitudes in the Valley of Decision. In Warren County, 72,000 people, fewer than 10 to 12,000 go study the Word of God on Sunday. One out of three people you meet on the streets on his way to an eternal separation from God in a place Jesus called hell. Because of the multitude that need God, because of what Christ told us to do, we need to go. And last of all, because of the millennium, we're going to be with Jesus one day. We're going to be there. And the thing that will count in heaven, the thing that will really count, what did you do with Jesus who is called the Christ? Did you receive him or reject him? And after you've received him, what did you do with him? Did you keep it a secret in your life? Did you guard it so that it comforted you and it helped you in your times of turmoil and stress and strife and hurt and even in the valley of the shadow of death for you? Did you keep it there or did you go share it? Did you go tell somebody else? Did you tell somebody else there is power to relieve you from your oppression? There is a power that can strengthen you in your time of weakness. There is a power that can be with you at the hour and depot of death, did you go and share it? And Jesus came to Golgotha. They hanged him on a tree. They drove great nails through hands and feet and made a calvary. They crowned him with a crown of thorns. Red were his wounds and deep. For those were crude and cruel days, and human flesh was cheap. When Jesus came to Bowling Green, they simply passed him by. They wouldn't hurt a hair of him. They just let him die. For men had grown more tender. They would not give him pain. They simply passed down the street and left him in the rain. And still it rained that bitter rain that drenched him through and through. The crowds went home and left the streets with not a soul to see. And Jesus crouched against a wall and cried for Calvary. We cannot ignore Jesus. You either receive him or reject him. You either serve him or you become vain in your faith. And you become like a dead sea, receiving and receiving and receiving, but giving nothing out. And after a while, even that which is in you begins to stagnate because of the message that has been given to us tonight. Let's act on it.
let's do something. If you're here without Christ, open your heart to Him. Receive Him. Let Him come in. If you're already saved, I wonder who would tonight say, I want to go tell that story. I don't want to keep it. I don't want to be a stagnant Dead Sea. I want to share the message of Jesus Christ with a world that is so much in need. Let's close our eyes in prayer, please. With every head bowed and all of our eyes closed. Right where you are, tell the Lord what the biggest, greatest, most serious need in your life is. Will you tell him? Maybe it's some habit, some petty sin, some little insignificant something that's gotten its octopus-like tentacles all around you, seeks to destroy your spiritual life and power and vitality. Tell it to Jesus tonight. He'll give you the power over it. Maybe it's evil temper or intemperance. Maybe it's some spiritual sin of the Spirit. Tell him about it. Maybe it's some anxiety and worry that you face. And somehow you haven't been able to turn that over to the Lord. Tell it to Jesus tonight. Maybe you're afraid of dying. Or maybe you're afraid to live. Tell it to Jesus. And while every head is bowed and eyes are closed, if you have never asked Christ to come into your heart, you do not remember a definite time when you said by faith to that living, resurrected Jesus, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my personal Savior. I receive you by faith. Would you do it now? Just right now where you sit. Say, Lord, I want you in my heart. And if you're already saved, Would you say, Lord, I want to give you my life so that you can use me to share that wonderful story, the good news, that Jesus is able to save to the uttermost all who will come to God by him. Our Father, we thank thee for the dramatic message that has been presented to us in Scripture, in song, in spoken word, in action. We pray that as we leave in a little while, each of us will have resolved to be different men, different women, different young people, more committed to Christ, more committed to tell that wonderful story as Thou hast told us to do it. And, O God, may no one leave this place tonight without his personal faith in Jesus. We ask it for Christ's sake. Amen. May we stand, please.
We're going to sing God's invitation. And as we sing tonight, I want to ask if you're here and you've never been saved, you've never come to Christ, would you step out of your yesterday into God's tomorrow? Out of your bondage, sorrow, and night into Christ's glorious liberty and light, would you do it tonight? Maybe a boy, maybe a girl, a teenager, maybe there's an adult here tonight. And you realize that honestly, you've never been saved. You've never really invited Jesus into your heart. I wonder if you'd do it now. I'm talking about the most pressing thing in the world. And I hope you're listening. I hope you're listening. The most pressing thing in the world is the personal purity of your own life. The personal commitment of your own life yielded on the altar of faith in Christ. Would you do it? If you're already saved, are you serving Him? Are you living where God answers prayer? Are you saying, Lord, I want to be the kind of witness that can effectively take the gospel out to the regions beyond? It may be somebody here tonight has felt God's call, tug at your heart to preach the gospel, to serve the Lord in some special way. Will you yield to Him? While we begin to sing, who will step out for the King? Will you come tonight? Do what God tells you to do while we sing. Thank <laughs> you.